And I am back. Shay and I are back after our uh, speaking engagement at the Breakers. As you can see at the top of the screen, it is a Feldman Friday. And today, I have no idea what's coming. Uh, if you tuned in the last time, uh, he threw me a curveball. He took over the show. And uh, the reaction from everybody was fantastic. So I said, let's do it again. And on occasion, we're going to be doing Feldman Fridays. So uh, I know he has a great show planned. I couldn't tell you what it is. So uh, I'll be uh, enjoying it with you. Welcome, my friend, Andy Feldman. Thank you, Steve. Can't wait to get things started. As you know, today's opening day for the Braves here in Truist Park. We're excited about that. We got a huge day in your family's life, so uh, can't wait to get this this party started. It's uh, it's good stuff. Um, for those of you who follow me in social media, yesterday I had the chance to speak live, um, and I forgot how much fun it is to be on stage. To know that people were you know waiting for that next word, and I got to tell you, some of the feedback I got, letters and connections about how. You know, I changed and impacted their lives. If anybody wants to know my why, that was my why. It was tremendous. Um, and so the group was something called Leadership, uh, Palm, uh, Leadership Palm Beach, um, which there are leadership groups in every uh, community. Um, and they have a subgroup called Grow, and their commitment is to give back to young kids. So this was 50 high school juniors who qualified to be in this leadership group. And the more I work with the JA kids, the more I work with up, you know, this group up here in Palm Beach, the more excited I am that uh, the future is bright. So um, I know it's, uh, it's, there's lots of good stuff going on today. Let's do some wake up music. Let's get this party started so that I can turn over the baton to uh, Mr. Feldman. Shay, take it away. So just as I was talking about it, uh, say good morning to Guadalupe Cortez. She was one of the students in the audience yesterday. And look at her up early in the huddle. And I have agreed to uh, coach and mentor her as she was just, just fired up about taking her life to the next level. And so welcome, Guadalupe. Thank you for your reach out. Thank you for everything. Um, but today is a really, really special day for the Noodleberg family. Shay, play me the music. So I don't know about you, but I'm crying. You know, it's uh, it's one of those emotional 
emotional moments. So uh, congratulations to Mark. Uh, congratulations to Jake, who will be the best man in the witness. And uh, we should have a good old time today, uh, you know, sharing good family stuff. So uh, thank you for all the support. And with that, I lay my microphone down and I turn it over to my friend uh, Feldman Friday. Let's go. Well, it would, I'd be remiss if I didn't congratulate you on this incredible day. The Noodle Boys did a great job yesterday. And uh, I want to extend a little bit of what, what they were talking about, but being excellent coaching a little bit. But uh, let's start off, uh, Shay, with a little bit bizarre Seinfeld. Hey, is that Elaine? Maybe she'd give me another picture of man hands. Elaine! 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 Hey, Elaine! Hi! Over here. <laughs> Jerry, George, Kramer. This is Kevin, Gene, and Feldman. <laughs> So, <laughs> I alluded to it the last time we spoke, Stephen. It didn't kind of catch on. So I wanted to make sure we understood the reference for today's show. I thought it was hilarious. And, uh, you know, it was just a great way to start things off. I uh, absolutely agree. And uh, listen, I believe any morning you can start off with Seinfeld, Seinfeld references is a win in my book. We yeah, I uh, reference it almost daily. Some content, some, you know, uh, I did something the other day. With somebody, I didn't like what they did, and I said, no soup for you, and they, like, cracked it up. <laughs> so it was great. That was great about the show. It's just it's just real. You know, it's real life. Um, Absolutely. So, you know, I'm, I want to steal a few pages from the Noodle Book playbook myself, and I did a little research about famous birthdays for today, and I found a character, <laughs> Hugh Hefner, that I, I really don't want to highlight Hugh specifically, but I really want to highlight this quote, and this will be the theme of our show. Um, and I want to talk about goals and dreams and your perspective on those things as a coach, just like you spoke about earlier, the impact your why has on people. Um, and with, with that quote in mind, Shay, why don't we start off with some motivational music for the coach, get him fired up about what he's going to share today. Lay it on us. Too fast to prepare for these Tripping in the world could be dangerous Everybody circling his vultures Negative, nepotism Everybody waiting for the fall of man Everybody praying for the end of times Everybody hoping they could be the one I was born to run, I was born for this Whip, whip, run me like a race horse Pull me like a ripcord Break me down and build me up I wanna be the slip, slip Word upon your lip, lip Better that you rip, rip Break me down and build me up Whatever it I got to tell you, two for two so far, Seinfeld, Bizarro World, and quality motivational music pick. Um, the, my favorite line in that song is, pull the ripcord, baby. Let's go. That's right. Let's jump. I love it. I love it. A quick story. The reason I picked that song, my younger son 
grew up with failure to thrive and was never very successful as an athlete, but he eventually worked his ass off and got in the field and ended up being a dominant pitcher in Cobb County baseball. They played this song before the games, and I would get goosebumps thinking about it. It's all it took, all the coaching, all the effort, just to let it rip, and it still gets me excited. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. Okay. You know, so it's neat, though. You know, one of the rules in my book and one of the reasons why we play motivational music is music is the number one influencer on emotion. It changes the flow. It puts you in that, you know, I get chills when I listen to that, that whatever it takes. That's a, a theme. They call it an anthem for a reason. So I love that. It's a great job. Great. So I want to dig into the Steve Newberg playbook a little bit. I want okay. to get your audience to get to know a little bit about, let's dig into that why a little bit. You talked about it earlier. So when you, when you meet people, whether it's an organization or people within an organization, and you start down a path of goal setting, I want you to talk about your philosophy about how to set attainable goals. So if people get off the show this morning, they can begin with a deliverable of a few nuggets you may have about goal setting and the importance of goal setting, and then your role as a coach to help people attain those goals. Back wow. to you. Okay. So uh, as you might imagine, I am pretty opinionated about the topic, um, and it dates back to when I managed my own team, and I had a big team, and I would have them give me their goals, not me. Most companies set the goals and then say, let's have a one-on-one. -on -one. Here's your goal. <laughs> so stupid. No, yes. no ownership, no attachment. Oh, here's what, you know. So what I did was I said, I want you to think about what your goal is. Give it some thought. Then when we meet, I want you to share it with me. And inevitably, it was always less than the way I saw them. So my question was, you know what I'd like to figure out with you, Andy, is that why do I see you differently than you see yourself? Aha moment for people like, holy shit. I go, so I can coach you to be the difference. I can fill that gap, if you would, and say, if you see yourself at 10 and I see you at 15, I can coach you to that. I can show you the blind spots and I can make you better 1% a day. So this whole idea, Mark Noodleberg in the house. Woo! <laughs> wow, you exchange vows on the beach? Oh, dude. You romantic man, you. Thank you, man. I don't know if you saw it, Mark, but we did the wedding song for you. So uh, thanks for being here and enjoy your special day. So, you know, back to this thing about goal setting. The other part about goal setting is people usually set goals that are just absolutely fucking ridiculous. I am going to climb that mountain tomorrow. You know, I'm going to lose 80 pounds in a week. You know, it's, you know, and I, I thought part of what, what's wrong with the coaching and training space is, you know, people sell dreams, not reality. Yes. What you find, and Aristotle told us this, small incremental gains done consistently every day produce the most incredible changes in your life. So for me, goal setting is by the minute, by the hour, by the day, conquer the day, carpe diem, you know, and collectively putting those things together creates momentum. And for any of you who listen to the Nike thing that I posted, momentum is a cruel mistress, man. When it's going the wrong way, you can't get shit done, but when you turn it, when you have that event, when you focus on drink something green, you focus on your routine, 
and you get the momentum going, then it's a, an expectation to win. And so all of my stuff goes to three wins a day, three wins a day times 30 days is 90 wins in a month. You want to hit your goals in your life. Forget about somebody else's goal. You know, I'm going to make you a lot of money. Terrible. I want this for me. So um, yeah. I hope that uh, that unpacks it in a relevant way for people to go back to extreme ownership. If you don't own the goal, don't even bother coming to work. I don't no, care. I love it. And what other show in the morning can you hear Seinfeld, Hefner, and Aristotle being discussed <laughs> in the first 12 minutes? I mean, not nowhere. Nowhere do you hear that. So uh, what I like to you know, sum up what you said is it's kind of the Ikea effect. There's a study that says the people that go to Ikea and buy furniture that they build, they're more likely to love it. And what you said is the same thing. Let me participate in creating my own goal. The likelihood of attainment goes up tremendously when I'm – part of the creative process. And I think that's so a very the, important. The disappointment that people experience, but not by not hitting my goal, when right. I set the goal and they don't hit it, that's hard to overcome because they don't own it. They have no attachment to it. All they right. have is the disappointment. They can't right. even, fat, they can't see it. They can't dream it. It's just not part of their world. When you make it part of their world, and this is good for everybody in the huddle. And I'm not talking about massive, or what uh, Vern Harnish called a B-H-A-G, big, hairy, audacious goal. I have them, but they're not my daily practice. Those are big, hairy, way out there like, wow, I hope that happens. And then I go back to my daily habits to do what I do. So that attachment, which comes with achievement, wow, achievement builds. You know, I'm in the gym. I've been learning the box. It's a process of how I've learned, now I'm sparring and it's instinct, I'm doing it. So if I had said the goal was to get in the get in the ring in two months, I set myself up for failure. You know, or if my coach said to me, I'll have right. you in the, you know, bullshit, you know? I'm yeah. moving along at the pace that I'm supposed to, and I'm creating wins along the way. Wins are the ones that fuel, so I say celebrate them. Look at what your body looks like, look at what your mind's producing and you know, this, all of this stuff is a jigsaw puzzle. None of it works without all of it. So like, you know, a bunch of the people in here that I coach on a regular basis, I have them listening to affirmations in the morning, retraining that talk track to say, I am, I can do this, you know, because there's so many people saying you can't set you up yeah. for failure. It's funny. And then other people set goals that are kind of a mirage. Uh, Shay, why don't you set, show the video about, uh, incremental improvement that really doesn't make a difference so uh what's going on with you you a salesman or uh no no i'm i'm, I'm nothing i am yeah uh, i'm a salesman i'm gonna start my own company really you want in uh i Nah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't really have any, you know, money or... You heard of this thing, the eight-minute abs? Yeah, sure, eight-minute abs, yeah, the uh, exercise video. Uh -huh. Yeah, well, this is going to blow that right out of the water. Listen to this. Seven-minute abs. Right, yes. I, okay, all right, I see where you're going. Think about it, you walk into a video store, you see eight-minute abs sitting there, there's right. seven-minute abs right beside it. Which one right. are you gonna pick, man? 
I'm, I would go for the seven. Yeah, I'd go for the Bingo, seven. man, bingo. Seven-minute abs. And we guarantee just as good a workout as the eight-minute folk. That's <laughs> fantastic. It's so, so spot on, man. It's incredible. I, uh, I, every time I watch that, I have to give credit to my uh, former business partner, still great friend, Ben Pick, who's probably driving his kid to school in Palm Beach Gardens right now. Just love that. Love that quote. And, you know, when you set up goals for people, I want to talk about specifically your path to, I didn't know you back then, but this incredible uh, transformation you've taken physically about the incremental goals you set along the path to fitness that you're in right now so that they are goals that are real, attainable goals. Because I think that's where people also miss out is that they don't have the right step along the way to get them to where they want to be. So tell us a little about your personal journey and success. So, you know, um, life, business, relation, all of it, you know, is a mantra of, you know, your strategy. Once you set the strategy of what you want, you can pick the tactics to get there. So for me, I live in 90 day buckets. You know, every single employee I've ever hired, I said, I'm willing to pay you for the audition. And it, you know what? If I don't like what I see in month two, I'll pay you for the third month to leave. It's worth it for me to pay you to leave than to stay. And so once I've identified a 90-day period, usually people do this in January, that's the Vogue time, first yeah. quarter, great, come out of the box, I can reverse engineer from what I want to do. So where do I want, where do I see myself in every coaching engagement we have? What does success look like in 90 days to you? You know, do, what does that mean? Well, I want you to get in that mind and that body and tell me what you're feeling get you know all of that stuff and then i'll reverse engineer and say i got 90 days to get there what do i need to do every minute every hour every day every week um, because i can track that and say if i break this up over 90 days it doesn't feel like a ton of work each day right you know do, 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 do. You know, what happens to people is they, they wake up in the middle of the quarter and going, what the fuck happened? I'm so far <laughs> off my goal. And I'm like, ah! and then it's pressure. And then people, what the hell's going on out here? <laughs> you know, they, they live in this panic mode. Oh my God, I'm not going to meet my number. I'm not going to make enough money. And people don't buy desperation. They just yeah. don't, they can smell it. Yeah, Even exactly. in sports, you yeah. can see when the other team is desperate, you yeah. smell that. And that's where all the, you know, I got you. The minute you're desperate, I got, I own you. So, you know, for me, it's always been, you know, how do I feel? What do I want to feel? Some of goal setting is aspirational. You want it to be stretch. You know, they yeah. call it, you know, I talk to people about physically stretching, you know, being uncomfortable. You know, some of the weights that I'm lifting now at 60, almost 61, I've never lifted in my life. But I couldn't have started here. This is where I got. Right. And instead of planting my flag and saying, okay, this is pretty good right here, I continually push myself just outside of that envelope. Just, you know, one step out. Because what some people do is go, I want to be at the end of the race already. Whoa, whoa, we got a whole you know, journey to get through. So by creating these things, um, and then Ken Punzarelli says it right. There's no success without the reps. So, you know, I liken our work with clients very much to getting in the gym. You can walk in the gym and go, 
wow, I really want to have a six-pack abs and be smoking a cigarette and drinking a six-pack of beer. You ain't going to get it. That behavior doesn't align with your goals. And that's really where when we coach people, I yes, got a, sir. I got a six-minute abs video for you if you want. A six-minute abs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Can I just give a credit card and have a six-pack abs? You know, it's right. I mean, that's really, I think, you know, and we talk about this all the time. I think people dream about where they want to be. They're not sure. willing to do the work to get there. And so goal setting is a big part of every business, you know, and it's very tricky because the power of everybody managing their own goals becomes a collective, hey, I'm doing my part. You know, you, we talk about on the team, there's a home run hitter. I'm not responsible if I'm, leading off i'm not responsible for hitting 50 home runs i have a responsibility to do my job in yeah. the team framework and when you get all of those pistons working those are high efficiently run organizations they're beautiful and so we find all the time that people want to be led they want to be in a system that is functioning and working and feeds them you know personal development and all this stuff not top down you better do this or you know work harder than me well it's not your business why would you work harder than me i don't get that you know so. right i think it's great for people to see someone super successful like yourself steve that's also coachable why don't you talk a little bit about some of the influences or people that influenced your coaching that you really feel to this day still resonate with you for your audience so, you know, the, the balance, 100% of what I do, shouldn't say 100%, a, a big portion of what I talk about, I've learned from other people. All I've done is taken a nugget here, Simon Sinek, Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, Napoleon Hill. I've pulled them all together, synthesized them into something that works for me. You know, so when I wrote the book, I had people challenging me, oh, this wake up early stuff is bullshit. I'm a night person. And whatnot. Listen, do whatever works for you. Sure. All I did was share that waking up early, the power of that three to five in the morning works for me. I don't care who that it doesn't work for you. But if you don't have a system, if you're random about it, right, you're not going to be as effective as I am. And I win. So all of the rules and everything was an iteration. Oh, this came into my world and, oh, I like that, you know? And, and so for me, the number one thing, and Larry Long, who hopefully he's in here will, you know, I told him this years ago and he's run with it and he sort of made me famous because every time he says it, he, he, he gives me credit, but I don't even know where I learned it. The only difference between contacts, we all have lots of contacts. The only sure. difference between that and contracts is the R and the R stands for relationships. So my goal was not to sell anything. My goal from the day I got into business was to meet five new people every day. And if you do that, the numbers are staggering. So people know me, that makes me one degree closer to an opportunity to share what I do for a living, no matter what I do. You know, so whole idea of selling it as a goal, you need to sell five of these today. You're gonna get fired, buddy. You're probably not gonna be able to sell five. But if I said, hey, your goal is to go out and meet five new people and have a relevant dialogue with them. You could do that five a day, 25 a week, you know, a hundred a month, 300 and a quarter, 1200 in a year done. 
close the book, drop the mic. 1,200 people, there will be enough people in that audience or one degree outside of them that will raise their hand and do business with you. And that's how it's done. You know, as an observation, Steve, in fairness, you know, the truth is you do something exceptionally well. You're very humble. And that vulnerability and then the obvious transparency you live your life with, it, it's very engaging. It's it's so authentic. So not only are you reaching out to five people, the, the way you're doing it, the empathy you're infusing in the process creates that connection. It's not rapport. There's an emotional tie that I got from you when I met you because of those characteristics. So when you go out and do those things, employ those techniques, evolve your own emotional intelligence to the point where you can be comfortable being vulnerable, be transparent. And that authenticity is what will linger with people when you're not with them. And that's what I loved about meeting you. I really felt that about you and it just affirmed what I perceived. And I, I think it's a tribute to what your techniques uh, have. So the, the caboose to that, if you will, is that it takes time, energy, and effort to invest in those relationships. That's my job. My job is to invest in relationships to create opportunity. My job is not to sell coaching engagements, not to sell phones, not to sell any of the things I've been involved in because the people who do that get bored and burn out really fast. The magic, the, the, the go-go juice is in the people, who you meet and what they can do. Um, one of the other speakers yesterday, here's a perfect example, was a guy named Daniel, like Daniel. Um, so, you know, he sat down at the table and they ran late. And so I did my shtick and then I got done. And when I was done, I had to leave because I had, a, I had meetings that were already pushed back. Well, this morning I sent him a note and I said, hey, I'm really sorry I had to duck out. You got to hear me. I'd like the opportunity to hear you. And boom, he was right back at me. Boom, 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 back and forth. And we're going to have, he goes, drinks or coffee or whatever. Because I was invested in him, not what he does. Not what he does. So is that the new uh, overtime science? <laughs> yeah, no, I wanted to make sure we were on task, man. You've been doing it all day. It's been, it's been awesome. I'm sure the audience is getting a lot more insight into what you're doing. And um, it's been a thrill for me to be here again, Steve, and share some questions with your audience about you. And I got to tell you, it's been a great audience. They've adopted me as a, as a new member. Um, Carissa Jones and, and Bob Feingold and, and John Sun and Randy Astro and Jeff Bishop have reached out to me, connected with me, brought me in. I learned a lot about them and their business. And you know, you walk the walk, the audience, the huddle, they walk the walk, and it's a tribute to the, the culture you've built here in the company. And I'm just proud to be an adjunct member uh, when you need me. So I can tell you this with all sincerity, that if you show up on Friday and blow smoke up my ass, you will be here often. <laughs> That's the formula. Okay, I got it. I got it from here. Well, Thank you for um, sharing you, your personality, everything about you, man. I'm I'm so digging it. And Saturday night dinner, this yeah. a week from tomorrow, dinner yeah. here in South Florida. I cannot wait. Uh, uh, congratulations on Mark's nuptials. Congratulations, Mark and Jake. A great job again yesterday. And Shay, I, I just love that song. So when you leave us and close us out, I, I really believe in whatever it takes. We'll switch it up. We won't get down to business. We'll do whatever it takes. Outstanding.
too fast to prepare for this. Tripping in the world could be dangerous. Everybody circling his vultures. Negative, nepotism. Everybody waiting for the fall of man. Everybody praying for the end of times. Everybody hoping they could be the one. I was born to run. I was born for this. Whip, whip, 